Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Alexandra West. And this is Andrea Cibasati from the Faculty of Horror. And you're listening to See You Next Wednesday. Episode 69 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on June 19th, 2013, and my name is Dan Gorman. You may remember me from such automated information kiosks as Welcome to Springfield Airport and Where's Nordstrom? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Casey Lyons. The other day I saw a wino eating grapes and I was like, dude, you have to wait. (laughs) I'm Greg Legro, and I'm a bust a nut inside your eye to show you where I come from. Yeah, yes. run for the border, go get a taco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Mm. Uh, we got lots of stuff to talk about today. We saw Man of Steel and The Purge. We're going to talk about it yep. later in Film Roulette. I watched The Purge, and yeah. I almost purged. <laughs> oh, <laughs> find out what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also going to play Hero Swap at the end of the episode. Yes. As usual, mm. and we're going to talk about a little bit off the top. We are. Uh, you guys are going to talk about NX and E, right? We, uh, a bit, yeah. A bit. Yeah. I None say... of us at any time are going to make any uh, implications as to what number episode this is, because we're beyond that. I said it off the top. Oh, I know. I'm just saying we're not oh, going to okay. make crude jokes yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say right off the top. Just uh, quick, a quick ad for our website, Modern Superior. Check it out. I've been putting up textual blog posts for you to read and enjoy that aren't for your ears. No, they're strictly <laughs> for your eyes. Don't try and listen to them because they won't say anything to you. But I wrote uh, about the 10 superhero movies you may have forgot about. Today uh-huh. I put a post up about uh, the album Kofax. The album by Kofax called Social Life that we talked about way back in the day. Oh, way, way back. Way, way, way back. So check it out. I'm going to keep putting more stuff up. I, I, I did a review of an album called Cyclone starring Jeffrey Combs, who you may remember from The Thing That's Dropping This Friday, <laughs> Time mm-hmm. Bandits. So yeah, check that out. It's a movie where he makes a sweet motorcycle and dies at the beginning of the movie oh <laughs> another like trap you into another, a jeffrey another, combs movie yeah another empire pictures God we got jeffrey it. combs Man. and then no 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 we don't no so go on there modernspirit.com do it Woo. how was nx and e uh it was all right yeah it wasn't great yeah you know, it got it got great uh but yeah nx and e started off really weird this year and i i mean we were only at rancho this year but uh I was talking to people who were out at other places. Uh, Dean from Paper Maps, he's like, yeah, there's like a weird weird vibe. Like, I don't know what it is. It's, uh, places aren't very busy. Yeah. Maybe uh, we were saying it might be that there were too many venues this year. Hmm. Were there uh, more than usual? Absolutely. Um, and a lot more places had the 4 a.m. last call this year. And stuff oh, like that. Yeah. I think a lot of people just wanted that. Right. And we're like, yeah, we're a fucking venue. Sure. Um, but I, but also it was I felt and Casey and I were talking about this all week. It was the the bands were very 
Uh, shitty. Yeah, not <laughs> shitty. They're good. Like everyone's a fine band, but when you're playing the festival, like there has to be a a, a certain level you need to be at because it's it's the fucking festival. Like be excited yeah, that you're like there. The you're Toronto, and your, your like friends came out to see you festival. or your fans or whatever the fuck. Like get get on it. And nobody was doing this until until, <laughs> until the chief speakers finally went on. Uh, at 2 a.m. or whatever it was. Was it 2 a.m. or 1 a.m.? Well, it doesn't 2 matter. It was late at night. Yep. And, like, everyone's been, like, playing their songs and boring <laughs> the shit out of me. Yeah. And then the Chief Speakers went up and honestly played the best set I have ever seen them play. Uh, it, it, it was covered in sweat, and it was it was aggressive. But, but not, super polished, it, too. Oh, like It was tight as shit, but yeah. it was just like, fuck you all. Like, this is a <laughs> festival. Yeah. And they just tore it apart it was amazing and then the bar was finally set and a lot of people couldn't match it uh but you know, there were great sets that came along there was you know like the paper mat set was really good uh and then the sunday was the best maybe the best single night i've seen of bands at rancho ever uh, champion lover probably their best set i've seen them do another city the best set i've ever seen them do the 92 toronto blue jays totally took a leap yeah. uh, from you know like uh, they became a three piece recently and now they're a pretty fucking kick ass band they're, they're sort of set. they're sort of the most fledgling band of the scene right now yeah and uh, uh they were always charmingly dirty you yeah. know like charmingly just sloppy and crazy fun but yeah like i really would have liked to have been there to see them kind of come into their own also i watched uh video today on the youtubes of uh champion lover doing shooter yeah i saw that <laughs> holy shit yeah. like that song's uh, amazing light. recorded but yeah. like live i fucking oh, blew man. my mind sweet that, light that video yeah. component they had with their their show was so cool i think that's gonna hopefully be a mainstay for them it was really yeah that was something else that sunday night was really something and Saturday was good too. Like people started to kind of you know it started to take shape and the excitement but like kind of late you know and then it felt like I was really having fun at the festival when it was over. I mean, I was so tired, too. I was like, I was yeah. glad it was over. But at the same time, I was like, where was this on Wednesday, you know? Uh, um, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe too many venues. I'm not sure what it is, you know, but compared to... Yeah, I'd to, like to know how the festival did overall. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it, because it was so disorganized this year, too. Like, bands weren't finding out until three weeks before the festival, yeah. or in or out. You know, it was a... Big mess going That's on. That's not very much time. It is yeah. really just isn't. And they screwed up. They sent, they accidentally sent a reply all to every band that hadn't been replied to yet and told them they were on standby. Like, Oh, is that what they did? Yeah. Every, like everyone who had applied <laughs> got this at, at like the 11th hour. And yeah. It was like, whoops. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but, uh, and I felt like the big acts weren't all that big this year. I don't know who the big acts were. Not there the was national. Oh yeah, I don't care that much for them. I like boxer. I've never, <laughs> been, I've never been able to get to the national. I've tried every album that they put out. I listen yeah. to it. And I'm like, this is nice. I like it. I will not be coming back to it. Yeah, and I do the same thing with the Walkman. I know we talked about them a long time mm-hmm. ago. It's just they're a band that I listen to the albums. I'm like, I get this. I like it. I'm not gonna listen to it. Yeah. I love the Walkman. I think the Walkman are much more exciting and dynamic than the national. Because I don't know, and the national is like the boxer. Boxer is a really cool album, and then everything they've done since then is just kind of like, well, we made that good record, so yeah. you know, <laughs> maybe listen to that one. Yeah, it's just it's pretty good, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a uh, I don't know, it was it was an interesting festival that 
And it's and the DGB. Uh, also, oh yeah, I would, I'd say probably the best that I've seen them do. Yeah, it was the most. I don't know. There was these songs they played I've never fucking heard before. They were so well constructed, and uh, you know they used to be just such a dirty. Yeah. You know, pitcher of beer band. Fucking, yeah. They didn't give a fuck, and it was fun as fuck. Always good. Always good. But this was a different. You a know, different beast. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. like the the work that the, the, has been put into the structure of these songs. It was really cool. Sweet. Was uh was Dan Greer wearing his tie? Yeah, <laughs> that's the best thing about that band. I mean, the music's amazing. Their their live show is ridiculously awesome, and Dan always dresses like a school teacher. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. Yep. Um. And yeah, it was cool, like having other bands walk in and chatting with people. And I heard this band called the uh, uh, the Ooh Baby Gimme Mores. All right. I met this guy, and he's like, well, this is my band, I'm gonna, and check it out. So I went and checked it out on Bandcamp today, and it's really fucking good. And they have a video um, for a song called Beat Up Kids. Hey, all right. Right on. And yeah. uh, what a cool video. Yeah. yeah. Really, really fucking cool. Sweet. I and feel like I've song. heard that name before. Yeah. I feel yeah, like if they like don't beat up town. kids in the video, it's a bit of a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always a great uh, week to be around yeah. music and, and, and to get exposed to new music. There's a band from Taiwan I heard uh, called Manic Sheep that just blew me away. Sweet. Really cool band. Check them out. You can find them on Bandcamp as well. Manic Sheep. I can't remember the name of the album, but they beautiful uh, album artwork, too. Like, really no. nice package. Oh, I heard a band just before NXNE, actually, on, on the Tuesday night I worked last Tuesday. There's a band called Misha and the Spanks. Mm. I'm not that crazy about the name, but her name's Misha, so that that stands so to reason. Parents. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but like fucking amazing. Just a two piece, uh, a girl and a guitar and a drummer, and it, there was like little flashes of like back when Karen O was still all right, and uh, and like a, a little PJ Harvey in there. Fucking great. Nice. Check them out. They're from Calgary. Check them out. Check them out. Check them out. <laughs> Check us out. Check us out. <laughs> um, so. You were saying that while NXNE was going on, yeah, you checked some stuff out. I did. Speaking of checking things out, checking things, I've been trying to find a new TV show to fill the void of Prison Break Corner. Yeah, and I was getting home at you know six in the morning or whatever. Super tired, real tired, not really having time to put on or like get into a movie, but not ready to go to sleep yet either. So I started watching pilots for some TV shows, and I was like, well, let's see if I find something. And okay, I'll just quickly go through what I watched. Um... I watched that show Revenge. Oh, that's supposed to be pretty silly. It's, I don't know what that is. It's uh, it's, it's a, like a soap opera. It's a so total soap opera thing. Yeah, I remember. And that. it's fucking wicked bad. Yeah, it's so I. Uh, it's uh, and there's good people in it. You know, uh, Madeline Stowe's in it. And I like her. Oh yeah. I, I, were, I, I was wondering where the hell she went. Yeah, and uh, Henry Zerny's in it. I fucking love Henry Zerny. He's a great actor, but mm-hmm. he's awful in this. And. Um, I don't know that blonde lady from Hitch <laughs> that, that hooks up with Will Smith, Kevin yeah. James. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it's this girl. Her she moves to the Hamptons to destroy a family. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> because these rich people from the Hamptons destroyed her family 15 years ago oh. by framing her father for something like 9/11. Uh, <laughs> uh what? Yeah. they couldn't get the rights to nine eleven, yeah. so they yeah. called it ten twelve. <laughs> off, off brand. Yeah. It's off brand nine eleven. It's one worse than nine eleven. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and if and it's really 
the dialogue is so terrible. Like, okay, the the girl, she's out there and she's standing in the water and she's about to go in the water. And the blonde lady from Hitch walks up to her and she's like, uh, oh, that water's pretty cold. And she's like, well, it's freezing when you first get in. But then after a while, you don't feel anything. And she goes, hmm, just like my marriage. I'm like, uh, uh, and they've never met before. This is the first. <laughs> it's just like my marriage to my shitty husband who hits me in the face. I'm Sandy, by the way. And anyway, so she's now like, so she's, she's, it's 50, she was like 10 or something when this happened. So now she's moved back to destroy these people <laughs> with, I don't know, social manipulation or something. Uh-oh. So that was the pilot for that. It was with really revenge. horrible. And then I watched. <laughs> she's killing them with, with revenge. revenge. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking retarded. I'm like, well, I don't know if I could sit through a whole, hmm. And so then I watched <laughs> the pilot for Being Human. Oh, yeah, the American one? Yeah, I watched the American one. Yeah. What? It's a remake of a British show about, right. like, a ghost, a ghost and a werewolf and a, and, a, and a vampire who are all roommates. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that, too. Yeah, and that all, sounds hilarious. And they all have, like, human forms or something. And they're all so bummed out. Yeah. Like, they're the vampire and the werewolf work at a hospital. <laughs> and Of course. I don't know. The vampire can walk around during the day. There's, you know, no sunlight thing, you know. And the werewolf is played by... Oh, the, the the vampire guy is... Uh, uh, people would probably know him best from Battlestar Galactica. Um, I can't remember his name offhand. It doesn't matter. He's a, he, uh, he played Crashdown, if you watched that show. He's all right. He's not a bad actor. And then the, key, the guy who plays the werewolf was the guy who played Jimmy Olsen in Superman Returns. He's a really irritating yeah. fella. And, uh, yeah, and then the ghost girl is just some shitty actress from Calgary. Uh, and they live in this house together, and they're just so bummed out that they're supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> it's so retarded. And the vampire guy used to be, like, he's been a vampire forever, and he used to be really into killing, but now he's not. It's very yeah. interview with a vampire. And his vampire buddies are like, come back to our fucking crazy vampire club. But I'm like, if there's all of these vampires who don't have to worry about sunlight or anything like that, why are they hiding? What yeah. they, they can just go just get rule the there. world. There's no... Anyway, um, it's just horrible. Just plain awful watching mopey werewolf and vampire cook together. <laughs> it's a... Yeah. Uh, if they're not if they're not putting their arms up in the air and voguing like Dracula's widow, I don't want to see. It. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's the kind of angst I like to see. That was a huge bummer. I don't even know how that show could go on. I I don't know if the British one is better or something. The idea is just so. I heard the British British one was actually pretty good. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll watch the pilot for that and see. But this is just ugh, ugh. <laughs> oh my god! I don't even. I can't even describe the, the pilot. The pilot is just them being like, "Oh, this sucks." <laughs> who's, doing, who's doing the dishes tonight? Do you know what I hate? Being a werewolf. I hate being a vampire. I hate that you leave your dirty guys. In I'm this a thing. ghost. Shut up, ghost. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the ghost is just subjugate. I'm and sorry. then that was all. That was such a bummer. I'm like, I need to go to a different time. So I watched the pilot for Airwolf. Oh shit! Oh, oh yeah. Now that was kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> is that '80s? That is yeah, '80s. Okay. If you haven't seen Airwolf. Uh, Airwolf is about a super helicopter. Yeah. Um, I super, yeah. super duper helicopter. Okay. And in the pilot, it's being tested out 
And uh, but then the guy who's driving Airwolf is like, I'm evil, and he pew, pew, shoots up the U.S. <laughs> guys and flies away with Airwolf. And so they're like, who's the only man who can bring back Airwolf? And they're like, Stringfellow Hawk. And sweet, it's, yeah, it's, it's John Michael Vincent who is had uh, a devil sweet. Uh, he, he was supposed to be the guy at the end of the seventies. Like, yeah, he was like super handsome and he could actually act. And they're like, but he was a raging. Out of control alcoholic, and it just tanked his whole career, and tanked Airwolf too because he was a crazy drunk during this show. But this was his big comeback, anyway. Uh, and it's him and Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> <laughs> so that ups, they, your, that ups your handsome quotient yeah, right, right there. And they work on movies as helicopter dudes, Sweet. but they go to Stringfellow Hawk's house, and they're like, "Oh, the guy that's going like is going to be his." Liaison to the government, you know, like you know, Michael Knight had one, a Knight Rider, stuff like that. This guy wears a, an all white suit, like Colonel Sanders, and he's got a limp and a cane and an eye patch. And he's like, "You gotta come back, Stringfellow Hawk." <laughs> and uh, he goes to Stringfellow's Hawk, Stringfellow Hawk's house with this chick, and they're like, "You gotta get this crazy helicopter." And she's look, and he has all this famous art in his house, like real, like he's. She's looking at this Van Gogh, and she's like, "Wow, I saw the real one at this you know museum in Paris the other day." He's like. No, you didn't. <laughs> and so he has all this art in his house. What do you? Why'd you steal all this, Stringfellow? You're kind yeah. of a dick. And uh, he almost rapes her. I don't know. It gets really weird. Whoa, <laughs> it's just Whoa. it's just like '80s sex stuff. But it's like it's he's really aggressive. And I'm like, this is not easy, a buddy. Not <laughs> I know you've got all the art, but um, and so. At the end of the pilot. I do like that that was a convention in the 80s. There really was, like, a thing where, like, in sex scenes, men were just overpowering women. Yeah, yeah. Like, like she's like, women. no, and he's like, just shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, ah. Oh. All right, your name is Stringfellow. <laughs> so, who am I to say no to you? Um, it was uncomfortable and weird. And there's a couple, anyway, so then they, uh, so the Stringfellow Hawk's like, I don't know if I want to go do this shit. My brother's been missing. Dun, dun, dun. That's the big mystery is where is Stringfellow Hawk's brother? Maybe that's why he'll come back and do this. So then they blow up some American airship with Airwolf. And he's like, I'll go get it. Yeah. And that's how the pilot ends. Sweet. And that's what I watched. But then I, all of this, I was like, I don't think any of these shows are really going to fill the, the void in my heart of. Prison bake, prison bake, prison, prison bake, prison bake off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pending, I'm going to make that show. <laughs> I probably will watch a little more Airwolf and let you know <laughs> yeah, now yeah. and again what's going on with Stringfellow Hawk and his helicopter. <laughs> um, I want to go back to uh, to prison, prison bake. Yeah, prison <laughs> it bake wouldn't off, be sure. much of a show because every prisoner would just bake neutral loaf. <laughs> <laughs> that thing that they feed prisoners is just like not it's just a bunch of nutrition like nutrients into a loaf. It I wish you like could nothing. get that. You wish you could get that? I just eat that. You yeah, just eat it saves time, right? Yeah. I, I can like, get you a recipe like for neutral loaf. I've been to prison. Yeah. I'll get you one. <laughs> I'll get you one. <laughs> no, the A V club did like a taste test and they, they, they baked one and they were like, This is horrible. <laughs> it's not hard it's not hard to make. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I was, but none of these shows really were good enough. Yeah, they I definitely, I am. Inter- also, might watch a little bit of Airwolf. You might want to watch a little Airwolf. It's got a pretty dope theme yeah. song too, and yeah, and it's Ernest Borgnine and, and a helicopter, and a fancy helicopter. Helicopter itself though is 
pretty cool. I did watch this show when I was a kid. Sweet. It was dynamite. I didn't know what the hell it was about because I would just totally zone out until a helicopter was doing something. And you're like, whoa. Wicked. Yeah. Um, but so we've been talking and I, I think I think we're just, this is, you know, if we're going to have a show that we're going to watch and tell you guys about we need something that's a little crazy, doesn't make any sense, possibly racist, and no con- no conception of time. So I think it's time we take on the beast. We're going to ride that dragon called 24. Yeah, we're going to break it up yeah. season for season. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of 24. Yeah. But we're going to start at the beginning. Casey's going to watch season one. I'm going to go ahead and watch season one. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it before. Yeah. Hey, who knows? Yeah. I saw season one. I, I only hope I get to see Sean Majumder. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's in there somewhere. There are like nine seasons of this. So. Yeah. And um, Sean Majumder does actually play uh, a terrorist yeah. on that yeah. show. Um, yeah, when they, all the American actors were getting offended at the roles they were getting on uh, this <laughs> on 24, they started, you know, pilfering Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian <laughs> comedians. They were like, good enough. Um. Yeah, Sweet. I saw season one like seven years ago or something like that, and was like, <laughs> started watching two, and I'm like, this is the stupidest thing in the world. So I'm excited so, to so see. Tune in yeah. when we describe a show that Craig Legro calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be. Good. I am very excited for Casey to watch this show, though. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm looking we'll, forward we'll to switch it. off for season two or something. I guess. Sweet. We'll see what happens. Better or maybe right. he'll be so hooked, be like, "No, I want it all." Yeah. Could well be. <laughs> I do tend to get invested in TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on from there, then I guess we should get right into film roulette, yeah. shall we? We should. Let's go. Okay. Film Roulette is the weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see a good movie. This week we picked Man of Steel and the person that loses has to go see a bad movie. And this week we picked The Purge Purge. starring Ethan Hawke. But the person that loses gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the following week. Casey got to gets to do that later. Yeah. After we talk about these movies, but that's how we play. That's what we did. Yeah. So Greg and I went and saw Man of Steel, as I mentioned. Casey mm-hmm. went and saw The Purge, and we're gonna get it right into it. Let's get into it. Right. Um, Man of Steel. This is hotly anticipated. Uh, Breaking reboot, record, box office records all over the place. Yeah. Is that uh, right? Eh. Oh, yeah. Is it? It's it's like first it's day still- thing beat the Avengers. Really? Because I I thought it was not performing as well as they thought because it still hasn't made back its budget. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It it's made like at $225 million. And it's made 214 and then like the first weekend it like cracked 100 but it huh. Is that like, domestic or I don't know. I'm That's just, probably yeah. domestic. I feel like that must be must domestic. Be. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I think it's doing fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Zack Snyder, you may remember him from The Watchmen, 300, Hopefully Dawn of the Dead you remake. Him from Sucker Punch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> terrible movie, Sucker Punch. So this yeah. is the kind of dark, dark Knight-esque reboot of yeah, the Yeah, Chris super... Nolan and uh, producing and yeah. David S. Goyer working Writing on the screenplay. Off of a story by him and Christopher Nolan. Right. Yeah. So uh, super, in- super anticipated. This is like yeah. one of... 
the biggest movies of the year, obviously, a huge summer box office kind of like flick. The tentpole. That we've, uh, yeah, a tentpole. We've only really had what well, we've had Iron Man 3 and uh, Star Trek 2. This is kind of the third of the summer. Yeah. Um, so. What'd you think, Dan? I, um, I went in this movie. I'm not a Superman fan per se, in and and it kind of suits me in a positive nature and a negative nature because I don't care if a Superman movie usually doesn't adhere to a character or comics or whatever because I'm like whatever. But also at the same time, I'm like I don't really care about Superman because I think he's not that great of a character. Uh So I was kind of went into this just being like I'm excited. This is going to be an awesome, huge, big movie, and I'm looking really looking forward to it. And I really did not like this movie. Um, <laughs> and, and and coming out of the movie, I was like, okay, I didn't like that, but I, I don't know what I would say per- particularly irked me about it. I couldn't really. It was like Star Trek Two. I came out and I was like, whatever. Yeah. But then the more that I thought about this movie in, in the four or five days since I've seen it, I was just like, I really don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite um, glad of that, actually. I did like this movie. Okay. Uh, well, okay. I really liked a lot of the first 90 minutes. Okay. Um, I thought, this is not a spoiler thing at all, but because it is an origin story. Yeah. But we all know the Superman origin story, and mm-hmm. I liked how they told it, that it was, while Clark is kind of a vagabond at this point, like just kind of figuring himself out mm-hmm. when there are key moments in, in his present that relate to his past. We jump to him to as young Clark going through. So, so we don't yeah. have to just go through a big chunk of, All right. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that though. I did. I did. Okay. See, I, I, I thought felt that like was pretty good. The movie, I felt like the movie never, I, I loved what they flashed back to. Mm-hmm. I felt like on the farm stuff was great yep. with, um, Pa Kent and, how was how was Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner's awesome. good. Yeah. I thought he was fucking great. And there should have been more of him. <laughs> but I felt like the way that they broke it up really stopped any momentum of the film because it just kept like like I liked what they went back to and then they would come back and it just felt like it was a stopping and a starting. I felt like you could have just like done it and then moved on. Right. I felt like personally. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this before I get into like details of things about what I liked and didn't like yeah. about it. This Superman movie is it, uh, if you're not I mean there's so many versions of Superman for people and what they like. Yeah. And this is not Richard Donner's Superman. No. That was based on the uh, Silver Age of Comics Superman, which is kind of a Boy Scout and hokey, which yeah. is great. And, I, and Donner's film is uh, is the superior That's, Superman movie and always will be. For me, that is sort of what Superman is. Yeah. Sure. This Superman, me this too. is yeah. uh, uh, post-Crisis on Infinite Earths comics Superman. Yeah. Dark. This movie's not about Clark. No, and, and I didn't uh, like that. I did. Because no. I, I think that's where you get... I, I I didn't think about the Donner Superman movie while I watched this, and okay. I think a lot of that is because I didn't have to watch an actor try and do what Christopher Reeve did with Kent. Yeah, because yeah. that's superb True. work, and it's so hard. Like you've got to settle somebody in as Superman before you yeah. can let them run as Clark. And I think Henry Cavill's great. Oh, he was good. Uh, he's an excellent Superman. He's I just got the, felt the like look. He's got the yeah. tone. And again, it is that more he, modern. In the comics, he's barely Clark Kent anymore. Like Superman yeah. is just fucking. I just felt like else. that's what, like, personally, to me, what's interesting about mm. Superman as a character is that he's, like, this all-powerful alien that happens to choose to live as a human most mm. of the time. And that's, like, what I find is you get that duality of kind of his character, and I find that's interesting. 
to me. Right. And that's kind of where I felt like this movie lost me because it was just like such, I felt like it was such a joyless film. And, and I felt like it was because of not having that kind of like Clark Kent stuff. Mm-hmm. I felt, I just felt like it was so gray and dull and there was, I didn't have any fun. <laughs> and then See, I, it was through that stuff that I was having fun. Yeah. I, I like that. I, I love the imagery of Superman. Yeah. You know, and I feel like they really hit that stuff kind of pitch perfect and I was really enjoying it. And everyone complained with Superman Returns, myself included, that it was a boring movie and Superman didn't do anything. Yeah. There's no action. Unfortunately, with this movie, the yeah. action is the problem. Exactly. They, fucking too much of it. I was saying yeah. that I feel I feel like they tried too hard to get away. They were like, oh, people didn't like that. We have to go the opposite way and went yeah. way too far in the opposite and, direction. And, but none of the action was particularly fun it was terrible yeah. and it was gorgeously really? rendered yeah looks amazing did you guys I, both see it in the 3d i didn't i saw it in the 3d no. don't bother seeing it in 3d oh yeah there's nothing yeah. about this movie that is 3d I, huh. except you're wearing glasses on your face and then the movie's a little dimmer yeah so yeah just watch it in imax or something yeah but to you're me, right like it, i i f- never has there been such a a ratio of a film where like crazy action to Dan Gorman is fucking bored ratio because like like usually that's like right in proportion it's just like the crazier action still it using is using that scale yeah like yeah. like usually the crazier your action is I'm just like fucking a but this movie was just like barraging me with action and I was like oh god I want to go home this is loud and it's giving me a headache and it doesn't yeah. and it's just dumb I just, yeah I mean I there's one big the first big fight. I was like, okay, I, I was kind of had, there was some stuff in that that I liked, and I liked that it's Superman, you know, he, he's just starting out as this, so he's mm-hmm. not co- completely confident, too, yeah. which I liked. There, there is an, an element of, you don't uh, just know that he can beat everyone this time, you know, because right. like, yeah. he he's matched up against people who are as physically imposing as he is, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, we all know that Michael Shannon is playing Zod in this. And, yeah. Uh, and, and it was nice to have a villain played by somebody like that who has like some fire behind his eyes. Well, you know what? The, my biggest problem with this movie is is Michael Shannon. Yeah, I did not like Michael Shannon. I didn't mind. I was really? fucking bummed the fuck out. I did crazy him, but I also I I think I, I I liked him because I think he can sell that kind of like aggressive scariness. But I felt like the character of Zod in this movie, I was kind of just like, you're not really doing anything. Well, he, but it's I'm not very. You're playing it. Zod's not very well written. But then also, I felt like Michael Shannon didn't bring a fucking thing. He was more menacing and layered in that fucking sorority letter video on Funnier funnier Die. I mean, this is the age of, like, you've got to, if the villain has to be the movie. Yeah, you know yeah. Heath Ledger right. and, and Dark Knight uh, and Dark Knight, or even just uh, uh, Ben. You've got to put something on it, like Ben Kingsley in yeah. Iron Man Three, or even even Bane uh, was much more dynamic, and you couldn't even see his face and or yeah. understand what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> like this was just uh, he's like I'm pretty angry. Yeah, I just, yeah, I felt uh, like who gave me this bowl cut? You know, like fucking <laughs> yeah, I or Caesar like dude, it was whatever the character's has. problem. I just felt like I liked. Seeing Michael Shannon doing that, I just felt like they, were, they didn't give it to him to do. Maybe, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, when you watch, I, mean, I, try, I tried not to compare anything to the Donner movies, but when yeah. you watch Terrence Stamp play Zod, that shit is fucking intense. Yeah. yeah. Like, he like I, he scared me when I was a kid. And when I watch it now, I'm still kind of blown away by it. And it didn't have any, there was never that fucking kneel before Zod fucking yeah. menace where I was like, this guy is fucking uh, you know, wants to be God basically. Mm-hmm. Like, and he never. You don't uh, get that. You're no, right. just, you it's don't not really there. It's fucking the not there. Yeah, 
I'm excited about this world and the next. I know they're they're fast tracking the next movie, and I like yeah. the cast. It's a really strong cast. Yeah, how is Amy Adams? She's she great. She's and good. I like the I yeah. like this angle on Lois. It's not it's not Margot Kidder's. I love Margot Kidder's Lois, yeah. but it only exists for that. You can't yeah. recreate that. No, you can't have a brassy female. No, yeah, no it's days. ridiculous. And they do handle they handle the. The world's best investigative reporter, Lois Lane, can't figure out who the fuck Superman is stuff when he's Clark. They handle that really, really well, I think. Right. Uh, I like that. They've taken some liberties with this movie that I think work very well because, again, Superman comics are kind of crazy and putting them on screen is next to impossible. Yeah. Uh, There's so so much super... uh, Super... Superman. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much hyper-reality built up around superman for like over the years that yeah. there's so much that you can do with yeah it. you gotta do you gotta yeah. make it you put your stamp on it and i think uh, the suit looks great and again henry Cavill cavill is perfect you weren't distracted by the lack of underwear no no and then actually when i got used to the suit i'm like it, it would have looked weird with this tone yeah if he was like yeah, yeah. Well, i got my alien suit too- on where's the underpants yeah yeah <laughs> slide those red thing. over top i feel silly um, without the underpants i just i felt suit like looks great it's really cool it does yeah. and but i felt like what where this movie really uh in terms of the character of superman i just felt like i never felt like superman cared about anything like the, the, this movie really really pushes the jesus like messiah imagery in a in a way that i thought was kind of ham-fisted like well there's that one shot that's yeah like, like oh, he goes Lord to church Almighty. and there's like a there's like a gold stained glass christ behind him and you're like oh, i don't fuck off yeah. and then there's a part where we he's like need space jesus yeah like, there's another part where he's like falling and his arms are up in yeah the that's air, like, the one that like, was like, oh. this is totally unnecessary but, but a, they, Zack snyder didn't do a great job of directing this movie no no and but but they push the character in that direction like he's our savior but then you never actually feel that because they're having these battles that are like crumbling building oh, after the building. destruction uh, okay i, I and, like and dis- dislike the destruction like, that comes out of that fight when you have two people like Kazad under yeah. yellow sun too is just like superman yeah when two people of superman's capabilities yeah just fucking go at it yeah in yeah. a city oh the destruction is going to be, be biblical but that's why and it is but, but that superman also means all to, of these people are fucking dead it is it, like literally thousands thousands <laughs> upon thousands upon thousands of people die here and Superman never does anything to save anyone except like once in a while he catches Lois. He's, yeah, he saves Lois a few times. Yeah, and and, yeah. and so like, he finds like, a move, girl that he wants to bone. Yeah, yeah. Move and the everyone else fight can go fuck to the himself. desert. Move, like run away, and then Zod mm. will come fucking fight you in the desert, and everyone won't die because like, he wants you not to destroy the city. <laughs> yeah, but like it turned into Transformers three at yeah. the end, and it's literally the only oh, superhero God. movie I've I've probably ever seen where everyone on Earth would have been better off had Superman not ever come to earth be yeah. on earth like 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 nothing good comes from superman being on earth yeah like he should just go away <laughs> like <should>. like earth <laughs> like mankind in this movie does not need superman yeah. and that's what um, pissed me off so much and there were some other th- there was like some prometheus level like dumb things that i hated like superman goes on like a spaceship and they're like they don't give him a breathing machine and they're like he's been on earth for too long so he can't breathe on our yeah, on our spaceship stupid. and then he like busts a hole in the wall later and flies into space and i was like but he could breathe in space <laughs> he's adjusted to, to, to earth he shouldn't be able to breathe in space and i was just like i don't know like little things that shouldn't have shouldn't piss yeah me no off. there was i should weird, look over that but yeah. i'm like fuck off i'm hopeful <laughs> for the future of this no, franchise they don't owe you anything you yeah. paid your 12 bucks yeah. yeah i don't know i really found like 
Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was. I I need to go watch it again to see how it is. Now that I've seen it once, and like I had a lot of expectations and hopes for this movie, and I watched it very critically while I. I, So I want to go see it again and just see it as a movie now and see if it can be just fun. Yeah, right. Because I found with a lot of these movies, like Superman Returns. I was really forcing myself to enjoy it the first time I saw it. Then the second watch, I'm like, no, oh, this movie's terrible. Yeah. It's so boring. It's I feel like I want to go back to, to that and see if I like it more after this one. You won't. I might. I <laughs> it's still know. probably the second best Superman movie. Um, I just, there's not a lot of good ones. So yeah. But I, or like The Dark Knight Rises, when the first time I watched that, it was kind of like so much expectation. I kind of yes, didn't yeah. really watch a movie. I, I sort of digested one. And then I went and watched it again and I was like, I know there's plot holes everywhere in this, but I don't give a fuck because it's, it's fun. Yeah, and yeah. I, I quite liked it. Yeah. I don't so think I need I'll to go see it again. I don't think I'll see it again until maybe like Netflix or something. And I'll be like, yeah. now I feel like I'll have. No, yeah. I don't th- I'm probably not in the theater, but yeah. I will, I'm Blu-ray. I'd probably like to check it out and, and see how that looks. I will say like my, the one thing that I did kind of want to point out to, and this isn't really a criticism of this movie per se, but in terms of um, Zack Snyder's direction, I didn't think it was the worst. It I looks good, but it's yeah. But but per, like the one it's, thing, it's, it's the second half of the movie is a fucking I know screen wreck. It's the the thing that I want to point out that I've probably pointed out a hundred fucking times in the show. But like shaky cam, mm. camera footage, like you, I feel like. Watching this movie, parts of it were so shaky and it made me feel sick. I know I'm a fucking like wuss when it comes to shaky cam and motion sickness, but it just got me thinking about cinematography and and like bigger picture shit. And like audiences today are being so conditioned to not know what an actual kinetically directed like mm-hmm. scene looks like. Yeah. And I feel like these kinds of movies are, are shouldering the blame and deserve to shoulder the blame. Cause like if you show like, I think we're going to get to a point where if you show somebody, if you were to like recreate the French connection car scene or something yeah. and show it to like a modern movie goer, they'll be like, this is boring. Yeah. And I feel like we're getting away from actually feeling true. Like, Energe- energy and kinetic like kinetic well, direction it's all instead of the, just like shaking i feel like we're conditioning everyone to not like that anymore it's it all under the me. pretense of like it makes you feel like you're right there within yeah. the action but th- th- i'm not like I- i'm sitting in front of it and i want to be able to discern what's yeah. actually happened yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like when so- when in a movie somebody like gets hit and falls to the ground which i think at one point in this movie happened some there was a fight scene and somebody got hit and fell to the ground and i was like what was that? And then the like two or three or four more shots after this person fell to the ground. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Was when it was revealed to me that now that person's on the ground. And you're like, I should know when yeah. this person got punched and hit the ground that that's what happened, not like in the five shots later. Oh, that person's on the ground now. Right. Now I'm caught up. Like it just fucking pisses me off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's disor- It's needlessly disorienting. Yeah. But I wonder if that's just one of the things that our generation was lucky enough to see, yeah. r- like solid action movies. Yeah. yeah. Without too much technology, because yeah. action movies have suffered. 
in some ways. I think. Yeah, it's just like Absolutely. I like I want a movie to actually get me excited. I don't want it to be because you're like shaking the camera and I'm like, oh well, this is intense. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this is supposed to inform know. me that it's. It, intense. I, it wasn't the worst in this movie. This is certainly not the worst offender in, in recent in recent times. But it just definitely was like, ah, oh, I miss you. Good action direction. <laughs> yeah. So that's Man of Steel, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, go. I mean, the <clears throat> the perspective on this movie is very polarizing. Yeah, like so. Absolutely. I mean, go, go see this thing. Yeah. If you at least if go you see have, it to argue with somebody about it, exactly. In one way or another. If you have well, any I want to I did like it. Don't like. I'm I'm gonna bitch about it about yeah. the, the small things that drove me crazy because I wanted a good a great super yeah, movie yeah. and I didn't get a great one. I got a pretty good one with yeah. some stuff that I loved. Mm-hmm. There were things that I fucking loved about this movie. But a lot that I hated too. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest I, I can swallow all the, the the shitty action that I couldn't really give a fuck about what was going on in these action scenes. If there was a villain that was memorable, and yeah. I was I couldn't I can't believe that I'm saying that because I love Michael Shannon. Yeah, he's, he's an great. intense, creative actor. Yeah. but this was this was yeah you know, missed he, opportunity for sure. Oh I just God. I did I felt like he there was some fire behind him, and I liked to see that. But I just think that he wasn't given. The character wasn't sketched the, the way it should have been in it, and you're right. Like it, his performance did kind of suffer. It was so one note. It's just so one fucking note. I'm the bad guy. Yeah, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and crazy product placement in this movie. Mm. They fight at an IHOP. They're fucking fighting in Sears. <laughs> That's awesome. I they, enjoyed the they IHOP. They fight, fight in an though. IHOP for like. 10 I thought minutes. that was great. I was like, yeah, they're in an IHOP. That's so fucking. What the fuck am I watching? I was like, this is everyone crazy. Everyone in this IHOP's gonna die. Like, yeah. why isn't Superman helping them? I couldn't forgive this movie for that. I couldn't. No, I love. I see. I liked the IHOP no. fight. <laughs> well, not that. I just mean like for Superman not being a suit. Like, like yeah. he didn't help anyone. And and for me, that was kind of the nail in the coffin. It was like this. He's not helping any of these people like he's like he's yeah. not i want my like the, when i when i came to the bar or rancho after seeing this this is the last thing i'll say about this movie because we're talking about it forever yeah. but like you you had uh greg had um superman richard donner's superman on and and it was just only kind of solidified why like that tip for for me is is the superman for me it was just mm-hmm. because like you you really get that like like superman's here he's for us it's so colorful and and fun, and I guess maybe a dark take on Superman's not what I care to see. I was mm-hmm. just kind of like I get I got that from him, you know, like like he's here for us and he's saving. It's just fun, and and you get that he cares about mankind. I didn't feel that in this one. No. And, that, like and, and when they make a me. big thing about that, the the symbol on his chest not being an S yeah. on my planet, it means hope. Yeah, and for a character that's supposed to symbolize hope yes. and wonder, they did a. Uh, tragic job of yeah. trying like it doesn't they didn't even try and set him up as yeah. that even when there was a moment uh later in the movie yeah. where you could have like had a moment of someone looking at him in wonder and hope and yeah uh, uh, and you know like uh, enjoying the possibility of a, a different tomorrow yes it's still like he's hot yeah it's like <laughs> you fucking retards yeah are you in like just seriously is that really is that necessary i know at 210 into this movie like <laughs> Fucking suck my balls! Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. So close, Superman. So close. <laughs> and, and you're right. It's like because he he does a good job as Superman. That was what was kind of heartbreaking yeah. to me because like he's there. He, he can do this. I know. I can see his acting on screen. I can yeah, see yeah. this. And I like that the, he's a fiery. Yeah. He's a dark Superman, but he's an emotional one. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. I'm very hopeful for the future of the franchise. Though. I, I think they can they can get a good movie out. Of yeah. This. 
Um, okay. So, all right. Enough so, of this. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Final note: Go see Man of Steel if if you have yeah. any interest in seeing it. If you didn't have any interest, then whatever, yeah. don't go see it. Whatever. But if you're yeah. a fan or whatever, you got to go make your mind up because it's divisive. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, I guess was the Purge divisive? Let's find out. Casey <laughs> went and saw the Purge, which is getting like forty percent. Ethan Hawke thriller about one night of the year. You can do whatever you want commit whatever crime you want for the greater good of there being less crime for the rest of the year. This is yeah, the Yeah, so basically hmm. they set up... When I first heard about this movie, I was like, this is a stupid premise. Like, like it's totally not rooted in reality or anything, no. but... but you know, you get a nerd to that, and you go, "Okay, I'll, I'll live in that world for yeah. an and hour." And the trailers kind of sold it like this is the future, like don't they? Yeah, two thousand twenty-two. Okay, um, and uh, unemployment is one at one percent. The crime rate is way down, all because of the purge. This one night a year where everything is legal, and you can just go fuck everyone up all the time, uh, from six p.m. till six a.m. I guess. Um, and if you get over how stupid that premise is, you can kind of go, I bet there'd be some cool shit that came out mm-hmm. of that. Well, I kind of looked at it. I was it, like, that could either be an interesting, like, take on a thriller and maybe we'll have something to say or whatever, or it, it could, tried just, be, to have something or it could to just be a piece of shit. Um, well, had what, it been what, about Did something that... lead to the... Sorry, I just, I, I'm so confused <laughs> about this movie. Did something lead to them... Picking the purge, like was there a war? Did the world or no? They just decided to try it out. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, they don't tell you how it got <laughs> to that point or anything. They just they just want you to know that everyone's on board with it. Okay. Everybody. Nine years from now. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. What's the way society's going? I assume. <laughs> um, it's coming down the pipeline, guys. You better get ready. So uh, so we focus on one family. We focus on one family in one house for the whole night. Yeah. The whole rest of America is super interesting on this night. Let's not worry about that. Let's just worry about one small family that they're very affluent. They sell security systems. That's why they're very, very rich. And they Mm -hmm. live in this big gated community. And even the other people in their gated community are a little tense. Like, they set it up quite well like the the first maybe 10 15 minutes of this movie before lockdown lockdown's the big when everything starts to happen uh it's pretty creepy because people are like walking by each other and and it's in this happy community hey have a safe night hope you have a safe night yeah and then you just walk by and then your neighbor is sharpening a machete yeah in his front yard (laughs) Uh, looks like tim's going out hunting (laughs) and you're like oh shit yeah because that guy lives right beside you yeah and you know he's a about to go out and kill somebody so that you can get into that and then lockdown happens and then fuck this movie uh (laughs) and at the same time i can't say i hated it uh so we we set up that the girl i'm gonna spoil shit spoiler alert i'm spoiling shit all right turn Um, off now if you're really excited she let somebody in that was in the trailer so i think you know the the daughter the daughter has this boyfriend that ethan hawk the 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 father doesn't approve of because she's like 14 and he's 18 or something so uh i don't know maybe she's like 16 or 17 but uh but so he's like so he's like okay he's in her bedroom and okay okay you gotta go it's locked down but he sneaks back in 
and he's like, okay, you know, like now that now that we're all locked in, your father has to to listen to me while I while I tell him why okay. you know he needs to approve of me. He should let me bang you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's listen, basically we, what he's saying. I'm gonna be here with you and your daughter overnight. We're gonna hash out this you not letting me bang your daughter thing. And we, we got a whole night to do I'm it. I'm gonna wear a condom. <laughs> I'm gonna show you how good I am at it. Uh, so, so yeah, so that happened. So this kid's in there, and you're like, all right, well, something's going to happen. Because the neighbors were all like, oh, you guys are very rich. You guys have had a very good year. We haven't had a good year. Oh. Moo, we're tense. And you're like, yee, the neighbors are coming after him. So uh, so lockdown happens, and uh, there's a son. Oh, and they set up so many retarded devices. This son is like a computer uh, guy. M- guy, mechanic guy. And he builds this little robot out of a fucking doll, like out of a half burnt doll that just is such a stock, you know, image for horror movies that, uh, and it's like remote control. So it goes around the house and it can see everything and he can see it with his little special glasses. So that'll come into play later. uh, You'd think so. No. And and it does. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, so so it's like okay you've set up a really easy device for yourself that's fine i don't expect too much from these filmmakers yeah um and uh so lockdown happens and then the son who's like super sensitive sees this homeless guy running through the uh through their neighborhood going like somebody please help me i don't want to be a part of this and so he lets the guy in they lose him in the house somewhere It's so basically it's all about how they have to find this homeless guy and then the fucking oh this is the worst of course the obligatory kids in masks show up at the door yeah, so they let the homeless person in and now these people are like now these people are like like we want our homeless guy back because we're going to kill him because for being homeless yeah and it's the, the main kid is the smarmiest like the kids are supposed to be crazy like these Manson-esque kind of yeah. kids yeah. and uh, and and the main kid plays smarmy as opposed to crazy. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, good sir. If you do give us our homeless man, we're going to be forced to kill you. <laughs> oh, it's the like you just want to fucking stomp this kid's face. Brutal. Um, so he shows up. So they got to go find the homeless guy. And then they and, and, and they decide to fucking give him to the kids. Yeah, but they don't. The, and... and uh, <laughs> You're getting, it's just, you're getting tired and it's bored. It's stupid it and exhausting, but I would still say see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost don't want to ruin the ending. So don't. you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to ruin the ending. It's really poorly done. The acting is pretty bad, but it doesn't really matter because it's a shitty movie. Um, Ethan Hawke. He might as well have not been in it. Like yeah. it, it could have just been anybody. Nobody makes any choices uh, except for the crazy teenagers. <laughs> Uh, and then there's a little twist at the end that's you kind of see coming, but I found it super charming. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, the, the end of the movie is better than the rest of the movie. Okay, so um, like the first little bit in the ending, you're like, all right, maybe, but then the but the middle, yeah. it's just. Do you know what it is? Like, spoiler alert! I will say the kids get into the house. 
Um, I assume that the it's trailer. Like, oh, they do. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't seen a trailer in a million years. Yeah, it's um, like, oh, it's about the whole planet beats each other up for six hours. But now we're just going to make the panic room again. Yeah, that's basically. <laughs> so the kids get in, and then from the time that the kids get in, it's a whole lot of people over top of other people just about to kill them, cocking the gun super slowly, <laughs> just in time for someone behind them to fucking shoot yeah. the fuck out of their head. Uh-huh. And this happens eight or nine times like that's that, that's the bulk of this movie and then there's a little twist at the end that's kind of cute and charming and and it's fine yeah all in all this movie sucked my balls but go see it if you it want sounds like yeah, it sounds like this netflix yeah movie. this is gonna be like oh a, yeah don't go to the, the theater to yeah this it sounds like a classic like i kind of felt like that's had an like i kind of felt like maybe i would watch this so now it's on netflix and i have my controller in my hand like i'm all right, I'm going to watch it. Like, yeah. So one day you see it on Netflix, you're like, yeah, this is what I'll do now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you've got literally nothing else to do. Yeah. Don't expect a good movie, but... And, you know, um, the ending may be stupid. I feel like I chose to like it. Yeah. Or, or chose to accept because it at least did something a little different than the rest of the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like it paid off for uh, the filmmakers. I guess this was uh, Platinum Dunes, so it was yeah. produced by Michael Bay. But, I mean, this this was only made for three. It only cost $3 million to make, which is probably why they chose to focus on one oh, house. Yeah. But, I mean, this Tell thing made... Tell the small story because it's yeah. cheaper. Exactly. Yeah, but, but I mean, does this not thing, service the concept by no, any means, which but, is I mean, already I, It worked out laborious. because it made, like, fucking $60 million or some shit. Yeah. You know, it cost three to make. Oh, no shit, eh? Yeah. Well, birds, too, like, coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully they open the world up a little bit and yeah. give it to a director. Yeah, I could see them making a purge to... They are. Yeah? Yeah. But I could see them making a purge to and kind of, like, going bigger and it being maybe from what... Casey was saying like more fun or more like interesting because there's more you can now now you'll be able to go see some fucking other entertaining crazy shit that's happening instead of just like one house right yeah I could see that working in the right hands yeah, as long yeah. as they don't do a found footage yeah Ugh, we found this videotape from last night's purge <laughs> <laughs> barf 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 <laughs> Hey, speaking of barf. Yeah, speaking of barf, <laughs> I made you guys listen to an album because I lost uh. Uh, the previous week. Yeah. And uh, why don't you guys tell me about the time that you spent with Great Big C's album Play from 1997. I was not emotionally prepared. Yeah. For, did not remember how much I hate this band. And I you never remembered, forgot how much I It seemed like you remembered band. fairly well when I gave it yeah, to you. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I was, it was not, it was more than than <laughs> could ever be. Oh. It was so horrible. <laughs> you know, this album is embarrassing. It's oh. embarrassing to listen to. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Pete Gorman, my dad, but you listen to a... You, you should be embarrassed, because he <laughs> loves this shit. Oh. No, like, honestly, I could see... Like, this album is made for everyone's parents. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing cutting edge or amazing Ugh. about this music, but oh. it's, it's pleasant if you don't care that much for music, I think. Uh, probably. Oh, man, that fucking Ordinary Day song. Just makes me want to have a purge. It, was, yeah. it wasn't even that for me. It was it. There was a lot of like weird sea shanty standards, like the donkey. I'm riding. Yeah, on there's. Donkey. A, I think there's a couple like traditional. Uh, um, there's what I assume. Night Pat Murphy died is a traditional song. That's donkey a riding. Song. Greens Pond, Jakey's Gin. Yeah. 
something about roving tar jolly roving tar yeah, these are all like that. traditional um songs that they've adapted or arranged themselves yeah and those ones are terrible because i'm just not interested in traditional sea shanties and yeah stuff. yeah uh but it's a weird mix of those and uh, like ordinary day and stuff like that it's got the same strumming pattern and stuff but it's pop essentially um they mix really well together on this album hmm. uh what the, like, like the the traditional songs and, and their the, poppy songs yeah uh, it's just all of it is just torture to listen to yeah <laughs> I mean, I can't get a couple tracks through this when my dad puts it in. No, like, no. I want to fucking it's kill just, myself. Ugh. Yeah, especially like, the night Pat Murphy died. I'm just oh, like, God. Oh, God. I really didn't like that. I, I like. I didn't like any of it. No. <laughs> um, and it's. And I like. I don't. I'm not really big on this kind of music, but there's a way to do it right. Like. Oh, I, yeah. I, I like the Pogues, and I like. Uh, I like the Pogues. Yeah. And. Uh, but this, like, I mean, if I've seen. I've been in where people are playing this kind of music and if, it, if it's played you know drunkenly and, and and aggressively with you know a little bit of fucking devil may care mm-hmm. or some kind of shit going on then it but this is like a, a, a band playing drunk music but like I'm gonna have a Coors Light after I've had a sensible yeah. meal yeah. It's, it's so ugh, it's so empty and just like fucking ah, it's just the yeah. fucking worst yeah. it's, it's the it's it's men peeing while sitting down it's the absence of balls it's just fucking Empty, irritating, flute-ridden garbage. It's a fuck. I fucked this fucking band <laughs> in their fucking faces. Oh, I've finally broken you. <laughs> fuck it. Oh. I didn't have that much of, of like. So it I sounds listen- like you were able to just kind of be like, I got this. I have to listen to it, but fuck, my well, my mind like, is elsewhere. It's like I'd like to have a beer, but I'm not going to throw up if you give me watered down apple juice. I'll drink it. I would rather <laughs> have a beer. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like just sitting there listening to this, like I, I, I can't discern, I listened to this album full through three times and I can't discern a song from the next. Like no. I'm going through the, through the yeah. order. I remember the, the more traditional ones because I was listening for that. Yeah. Like for the, the, the lyrical content and going, okay, this sounds like a more traditional song. Other than that, I mean, th- there's not a lot of different song to song. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that I got the reaction from Greg that I wanted. <laughs> this was uh, did not care for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Casey seemed to be able to kind of push through this great big sea debacle oh, with like a little did. bit of uh, with a little bit grace of grace and dignity. dignity. <laughs> so I think obviously he's going to do what the better man would do and bestow upon Greg and I something that we could maybe get through with a bit of grace and uh, yeah. dignity. I hope. Yeah, I've, I'm a petty person. Oh fuck! I don't. I'm not. You know, compassionate necessarily. Oh, I'm probably some kind of a sociopath. Come on. Uh, so this, how many albums? Wait, don't we have to? Do we have to roll first, or do we? No, do, no. Oh, okay. We do this, and then. Oh roll. yeah. So what you guys are going to? We can roll to. though, and not have to listen to something. Oh no, no, no! I'd love you guys to listen to this album because there's sort of a go-to for me uh, around the the early to mid '90s uh-huh. when you when you talk about how how bands started to get really shitty, yeah, and and started to like take the grunge and alternative thing to too far. F- radio kind of thing okay um and there's a band that i that i always use as a reference point so does greg know what this is uh maybe yeah. you've heard me reference the band before <laughs> what i want you guys to do 
is no. spend the next week with an album from 1993. Uh-huh. Self-titled album by a band called Candlebox. God damn it. Oh, I want you guys to listen to Candlebox. Candlebox. Oh. For a week. Ugh. God damn it. Uh, what the fuck, man? I, this is not a oh. name that I expect to be fucking no, no. pulled out. Nobody expects to have to listen to Candlebox. Candlebox. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's 1993's self-titled Candlebox. What if I love it? <laughs> That's more like power to you. <laughs> I don't even know. Like I can't even really think of anything that like buy them. No, it like th- there were a couple of radio songs. I yeah, think, but they they were surprisingly successful. They okay. toured a lot. All right, well, Candlebox, it is. You guys are gonna Candlebox it up. <laughs> Candlebox it up. Um, all right, well now we're gonna roll. <laughs> doing something a little bit different uh we've done winner's choices in the past and that is exactly what we're doing this week there's too many good movies out there francis ha bling rings out there what else is coming out this week this, this is, is the, the end, end. i really be, still want to see that supposed to be super good yeah. yep. i wouldn't mind going to check out before midnight mm, so right. i might have to catch up with you guys on that one so there's just too much good not one major like amazing movie that that we can just single out so we're kind of going to do a uh, winner's choice as we have in the past but we've never done loser's choice mm-hmm. no <laughs> well well wi- losers picked by the winners right so the whoever win the two people that win this role are going to give the loser something that they have to watch at home because yeah. there's we've we've pretty much made it through all the shitty movies <laughs> in theaters right now. Yeah, yeah. There's just it, which is weird that there isn't even some something yeah. floating around. The, I, the only thing that's sitting out there is Hangover Three. Yeah, but and I, I mean don't that's still that's weeks ago, that's and not, nobody wants to hear about yeah. it. No, so, and that's not that much of a punishment. I don't yeah. think we can find much worse things for somebody to yeah. watch on Netflix. So whoever wins gets to tell the uh, loser yeah. what they're going to watch. Really, like really interesting movies come out this week. So yes. You know, what are you going to do? So Casey's rolling. He's rolled a one. Holy shit. Oh, I, think I'm, I think I've started my streak. All right. Get your crazy bounce on. Garbage. I'm going. And I rolled six. a six. You got a nice six. Go get that. All right. Greg is rolling. He rolled five. a five. five. So right. we get to, Greg and I get to pick what Casey has to watch. All right. My, I feel very strongly that somebody has to watch LOL. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I feel very strongly that that should be Dan Corman. <laughs> I think it's settled. Casey's going to watch the film LOL. <laughs> All right. And he's going to LOL. Oh, this was well, a movie bro. that was originally picked as a loser for me that I was supposed to go see, but it wasn't in theaters. They, the, the, the film company, the, the the studio pulled it. Yeah, the, like days before coming out. Yeah, yeah. Like, never this mind. Is, yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Never mind. Yeah. Um. So yeah, LOL. This is uh, who's in this? Uh, Demi My, Moore. Demi Moore and uh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. And uh, this is a remake of a French film, and it is supposed to be garbage. <laughs> really bad. So bad they pulled it. So, <laughs> I mean, at least you'll be able to watch it in the comfort of your own home. But. Well, yeah, I, w- I just had that thought. Just kind of went through my head. Well, at least I could- that makes it worse somehow. <laughs> I don't like the idea of sitting nice alone in my apartment at home watching LOL. With LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe light up some candles. Probably will. <laughs> a glass of wine. Yeah. Maybe I'll put yeah, them in I a feel candle like, box. I, I feel like it's like, yeah, when you watch a movie like that, like you're going to like end up pacing around the room or yeah, something yeah. like, oh, what am I doing? I'll be able to make more <laughs> comprehensive notes. Then. Yeah. 
All right. Well, sweet. Casey's going to go see LOL. I am happy about that. Me too, you guys. Yeah. Well, now we will get... Two weeks in a row for Casey? Yeah. Yeah. I had to go see The Purge. It's like you're fucking Dan Gorman up in here. I know. I'm gorman in and up. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that's the end of Film Roulette. Join us next week and we will talk about those movies Mm. and more. Mm. And now we're going to play some hero swap. We're going to get into some more film characters fighting. Let's do it. Heroes Love Cage Match is our weekly segment where we pit two action characters in a fight to the death. Uh, we start with 64. We will end with one. This is one of those matches. Yes. Uh, good how one many, today. How many? Are, what's it? We're still in round. We're, we're in still, round. Yeah, we're just at the tail end of round uh, three here. Yeah. Um, of, of a, of a what bunch. We, yeah, we have the today's and the next week is the last match of round three. Then. And then we're getting uh, into then round we're four. Going, then we're really into the shit. What is, how many total rounds are there again? Six? Uh, what, what will there be? Let's see. After this, there will be mm, four, then five. Eh, yeah, six or seven. I don't know. Okay. Doesn't matter. Uh, there's less and less people involved. Yeah. Um, we're going to get so, to the fucking number yeah. one action hero of all time. Right. Um, today, we've got Frank Martin, as portrayed by uh, uh, Jason Statham in the Transporter movies. Yep. Uh, good old coconut gloves, Frank Martin. Yep. <laughs> uh, going up against uh, Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt from the Ooh. Mission Impossible series. Yeah. All right. Give me the dice. Let's see where these kids are having their little playmate. Where'd they go? Here it is. Give me the dice. Give me the dice. They are going to fight. A three. That is. Uh, what the hell is three? You don't know. You no, it's the uh, Battle Planet. Okay. Yeah, right. Which we're almost done with. We're gonna, All right. So they are fighting the on the Battle Planet, battle planet from Star Trek. Okay. <clears throat> so, it, yeah, it's a vast wasteland. There's, you know, things can be made. Oh, okay. Now, this, I feel like this is going to work for Ethan Hunt. The, oh, you think so? For sure. He's a really smart guy. He's Not if there's a coconut sh- on that planet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was a exotic locale. Mm. It's a desert. There's not a lot of coconuts out there. Um, he is smart, but I feel like also, uh, yeah, yeah no, I think the very... building of things, like you know, chemistry, these kind of things, are going to work more in his favor. Yeah, than Frank Martin. How... Frank Martin's is a he's a driver. Yeah, yeah, but he's also he's a, a badass chauffeur. motherfucker who can, who can like good. punch the hell out of someone until they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ethan Hunt's no slouch with no. Uh, the hand hand. I just feel either. like I like transporter is very is way more martial artsy. Yeah. yeah. And, and it has been shown. I mean, I'm not saying Lethal, Ethan Hunt uh, isn't. Mission Impossible three and four. He gets pretty oh, martial yeah. arty. Yeah, uh, particularly in three when he fights all those fucking inmates when he's going to yeah. break out of the prison at the beginning. That's yeah, pretty definitely pretty fucking I'm not, he's sweet. He's not. He's not like going to shy away from fighting. Definitely no, no. not. I just feel like Transporter edges him out just a little. Sure, because he's fucking doing crazy like wire frame, like wire in the air, hanging, fucking yeah, kicking yeah. shit. Flipping Who cars is? And I mean, Frank Martin. Frank Martin. Yeah, yeah but. But Ethan Hunt can do the same thing. It's he true. can take, uh, he can wrap a, a fire hose around him and then jump out of a giant building. That's true. Yeah, I, but I mean, that's what I th- like. In like, to my mind, like when I think of the transporter, I think of him with like three fire hoses, like whipping them around, and then like he's up in the air. <laughs> this and he is hits, true. Like, he does use he does use more fire hoses. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a couple fire hoses. Got, in my mind, and he turns that shit on too. Yeah. So. Okay, well, let's talk about where they are and see if that. Uh, what yeah. do you think is going to go on there? And like, you know, opposite sides now, of this. In Battle Planet, 
in terms of the chemistry and mm-hmm. creation of something new using the surroundings from yeah. Star Trek, how did that work when it happened on the show? Uh, well, Kirk was wandering around and kind of figuring out what the different uh, minerals and stuff yes. were. And he makes gunpowder. Okay. He basically makes like a bazooka. Uh, okay. So what does he like get like there's a little like, tube and Yeah, there's like a bamboo shoot but okay. a really big hollow one. There's stuff like that around. So he like finds flint and then like lights it and blows something up. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I could see Ethan Hawke doing that. Ethan Hunt doing I that. I could see Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I could see Ethan Hawke doing that too. <laughs> He's going to meet Frank Martin and the they're going to not see each other for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're going to meet on a train. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was thinking the Purge 2 is going to take place on uh, Battle Planet. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I One would night like, a year, everybody goes to Battle Planet. Yeah. I would um, like it if it was still Ethan Hawke's character from Before Midnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he handles himself. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I I, th- I I would definitely say uh, Ethan Hunt is on the move. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I feel like he's a surroundings guy. He's gonna figure everything out. And transporter is very much like a action go for broke guy. Like, like his he's first, gonna start. It's like his first response to to uh, a situation is violence. Like, yeah, he'll he'll pretend to be a doctor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I can't remember if that's what he did. I don't think scene, so. But uh, um. He'll like yeah. He once it's established that like these guys are coming for me, he he'll won't he'll stop start kicking yeah. like like Ethan Hunt's first line of defense is disguises and mm-hmm. and sort of like espionage bullshit. Yeah. So so he's gonna figure. I think he's gonna be the. I'm gonna go somewhere. Oh yeah, he's gonna be the runner. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And I think Greg's right. I think he's gonna start thinking about. What are the what are my surroundings? What is this rock? Is it a mineral? What can I yeah. make with this? I say he at least makes uh, a couple of uh, you know bombs or something. Yeah, like if, I like if, the idea of him taking. If a Shatner really, can do it, yeah, Ethan can do it. I just like the idea of him taking a really long time to create this powder, and you think it's going to be like gunpowder, but then he just blows it in his eyes, <laughs> <laughs> the transporter's eyes. Uh, ah, can't see. So itchy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. He probably makes a couple bombs. Yeah, and then I think he waits maybe for the transporter to. to I think he cleverly finds a way to lead the transporter to himself by way of not covering his tracks perfectly. Once right. he has yeah. some bombs in his hand, right. the transporter's like got some footprints. I'm gonna fucking go kill this guy, yeah. in which he is ensnared in a trap of bomb throwing by, <laughs> by uh, Ethan. Yeah, I think what happens is one of the bombs gets stuck to his back, and he's got to jump up and knock the bomb off of his back. <laughs> that's the funniest mm. thing I've ever <laughs> I think that's what he does. Yeah. At least one of those bombs, that's what he does. If he's going to get blown up eventually. Oh, my God, that was amazing. Perfect. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> so uh, I want that to happen, but we can't. That's <laughs> well, I think it can. Happen. Uh, it just that's not what kills him. It just, it's, no, it's, okay. <laughs> so you're saying he does jump off of a rock and scrape his back on another yeah. rock to remove the bomb. To remove, remove the bomb. A bomb. Yeah. All right, all right. I think Fair that uh, amazing. So at which okay. point, what Ethan throws a couple more? Well, yeah. Like this is the thing. Like uh, we're we're sending Frank Martin into this headlong, like headlong into what. He should know is a trap. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, maybe Ethan Hunt has tricked him by wearing a mask and pretending to <laughs> pretending to be a pretty lady or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> He's like he's in the distance. <laughs> I got a glass of water. <laughs> Your Are those coconut gloves? Ooh. My favorite. <laughs> uh, good evening, man. Uh, do you need transportation? That's a pretty good Jason Statham. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. <laughs> So we are sending him headlong into this thing. Yeah, yeah I, think, defending I, I, I support that. I, I think, think he thinks like he has. He's. I think. I think Ethan. Ethan is clever enough to make it seem like the transporter is. It has the upper hand. Like yeah. I think he's clever enough to make it his track seem like the transporter is going to stumble upon him in such a way that he'll right. be like, oh, he forgot to do this. I'm Now I have the upper hand because I know where he is. Maybe he gives himself a little cut on the arm or something, yeah. a little bit of blood. Yeah, like, something that uh, looks accidental, but yeah. Yeah. in reality is actually leading him right to him. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, I just don't see how this is like, I don't know how this is going to end. Well, the, the way I see it, because Ethan Hunt is always a couple of steps ahead, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I can see him, the, you know, the, the whipping bombs is the first line of defense. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I see him having a couple of different barriers. I, yeah. I feel like the bombs are like to draw him for like first he draws him in yeah. and the bombs are drawn further in. Yeah. And then where it's like, we're going to be a little like foot chase. Cause you can't have anything with Ethan Hunt without yeah. a lot of without running. running yeah. right. Uh, and then it's like cornered and it looks like. You know, well, now I've got you cornered. Maybe he's got like another trap that, you know, either opens up the floor under him or drops a fucking boulder on him. You know, or he something. just kicks him in the nuts really yeah, hard. Yeah. <laughs> just like super, super hard. Hard nut kick. He's like, yeah. yeah, he's in the corner. He's like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> Maybe I got a trap door. Maybe. What's that? <laughs> that yeah, now was... your balls hurt real bad. <laughs> just all part of the plan. Yep. <laughs> this densely layered plan of bombs so, uh, and snare traps. And I'm, just, I'm going to allow this. That I want, nut kicks him to death. I want him to <laughs> kick him in the nuts to death. It's out of character. For, <laughs> I no, you know what? I think I think Greg. Uh, jokes aside, guys. Guys, it, guys, can, can I get we, serious? Get serious about in this really serious life or death, fictional battle in space? <laughs> I think Greg was right. Okay, and let me uh, tell you why. Okay. I just I do think Ethan would have some kind of a, a super sweet backup, like yeah. you're right, like a boulder yeah. or something, some kind of fucking swinging pendulum with a stick on it that's going to impale him. I don't know. He's he's a fucking Mission Impossible genius guy. He's yeah. got something up his sleeve, and it's not a kick in the balls. Uh, as funny as that would be, that uh, would be pretty sweet. And I really hope somebody eventually does get kicked in the nuts to death. But <laughs> yeah, I, I am quite. I feel like we had a few fights left. Yeah. We're not done this thing. Kicked in yeah. the nuts to death is going to happen at the hand of like Seagal or no. like yeah, Schwarzenegger. True. He's going to fucking stomp someone in the balls or so. Like that's that's like a bro thing. And I feel like Ethan Hawke is too dignified. Yeah. Ethan Hunt. Mm. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, too. I was just on a side tangent oh. <laughs> telling side you note, that Ethan Hawke would Ethan not Hawk kick anyone in the balls. <laughs> okay? All right. All right. All right. I'll allow it. Ethan uh, okay. Hunt, moving on. Yeah. I like. I, I do like the kill. By the way, I, I always. I need to get the kill on there. I don't know why. I like the it's idea that it's like a pendulous... Or pendulette. You know what? Pendulette. I'd like it, I'd like yeah. it to be pendulette. pendulette. swings down and fucking <laughs> bores him to death <laughs> with fucking atheism he speech. He just like fucking gets so sanctimonious that he can't handle <laughs> it and he just kills himself. 
Perfect. <laughs> that would be a perfect Mission Impossible death. <laughs> yeah. So let's there just it nail it with that. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> next week's matchup is uh, the first true. It's weird. Pendulette's uh, like, you know what's bullshit? Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> have you seen my show? I drive a mini. There's nowhere to sit around here. Stop talking. Um, all right. Next week is our first like blockbuster clash of the fucking titans, like giant against giant. Yeah. I don't even. I have no clue how this is gonna go. Next week is fucking Conan the Barbarian mm. versus Rambo. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is this, gonna be a weird one. Fuck, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is this is the this is the final match of round three, and you got to go out on a fucking bang. And this is this is as big as it gets. It's Schwarzenegger, it's Stallone, it's Conan and Rambo. Holy fuck! It's gonna be a thing, y'all. Gonna be yeah. a fucking thing. Yeah. I don't even Sweet. Know. Oh my god. All right. All right. Well, I gotta get to work. Yep. Okay. All right, well, that's it. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash synwpc, or you can go to twitter.com slash synwpc, and you can talk to us there. Uh, Lots of awesome posts on Facebook, so follow us up. And go to modernsuperior.com for all of our other shows. Faculty of Horror, Lonely Nights with Bruce Douglas is coming back next week. Uh, And lots more. Time Bandits this Friday. And we got lots of stuff for you to read on there. Movie reviews and album reviews and top ten lists. And more coming your way. So check it out, please. And that's it. We will see you next Wednesday, Internet. Goodbye. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.